This is the Wits Ed Podcast. So awesome, it'll blow your face off. So strap your face on and let's go. And here's your hosts, Bren and Matt. And we're back. Yes, we are. That's Bren and I'm Matt. Welcome to episode 71 of the Wits End Podcast. Yeah, so how you been doing, Matt? It's been a little while since we talked. It's been a week. <laughs> but I'm pretty good. How about you? I've been doing pretty good. been helping Mom out around the house and enjoying not being in school, although I'm planning to start college in the spring, hopefully. Cool. Anything else going on with you? Nothing special. <laughs> Plugging away at school, I guess. I don't know how much you enjoy doing that. <laughs> Lots. Anyway, getting down to business today, we are reviewing anger mismanagement and forgiving more or less. Starting off with anger mismanagement, I had a couple of thoughts here. My reviews seem to be getting shorter, but uh, I for one didn't care for Valerie in this episode, at least the voice for her. It just seems like it's changed a lot since kids were. What did you think about that? Hmm. Um, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't think that at all. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know, I didn't notice that. Well, overall, I thought this episode was awesome. Definitely loved it. Big improvements uh, over the last couple of episodes that we reviewed last week, and uh, I think the best episode of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, some. It was a a good story, good good lesson, and uh, yeah, the way the stories played out just seemed very uh, logical to me. Her waiting for her medication, and then the. You know the idea of the solution for the hair salon and everything. It just seemed very, uh, just like good, good story ideas. Fun, entertaining. Um, had some funny lines. I liked uh, when David was like, "Well, <laughs> the talking enchilada on the commercial speaks Spanish," so uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. So yeah, I liked it a lot. We got to hear uh, Kevin McCreary made his. I believe that was his first appearance in an episode. Correct. Host of the uh, Ceiling Fan podcast was on the football. He was the sports guy on the news. Uh, actually, no. He's had something else. And honestly, I didn't catch that. I'll have to go back and listen to that. But he's actually had an appearance before that. He actually appeared in uh, the Grand Inn Conspiracy Part 1. Oh, did he? Okay. Well. He uh, is one of those reporters asking the doctor. Re- Dr. Detective Fullhouse at the plane crash. Oh, yeah, at the initial, the plane crash. Yeah, you're right. I remember that. Okay. Well, he's a he's a veteran then. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go back and listen to that. I didn't catch that. So, good ears. Yeah, I kind of uh, thought it was weird when Olivia walked into Wit's Inn and started talking about the float, and uh, just seemed weird to me that Wit knew exactly what she was talking about. I think that it was. It seemed like it was a pretty big ado around town. They had this whole parade and everything. So, Whit probably was aware that Olivia was working on this project and sort of inferred. But I, mean, I don't know. It was a little funny. But for the opening scene like that, you kind of have to start somehow. Well, I, I will say on that, the Amber uh, not getting mad, the the girl who was supposed to do the interview, was pretty predictable. I, I predicted that the first time I was listening through because otherwise. With Olivia being all upset, sort of on her behalf, it was like, why isn't she making an appearance? Well, she probably isn't actually that mad, and Olivia's going to realize later. So I predicted that, but what, I mean, you know, didn't take away much from the the story. One other thing that was sort of odd to me was the whole getting stuck in a rose bush thing. <laughs> um, that scene just seemed a little weird. 
Um, I understand that they were trying to do something funny or fun as this point of, you know, to distract her sort of from the anger. But uh, I can sort of think of <laughs> more fun things than getting stuck in a road rose bush, can't you? Seems rather itchy, but <laughs> whatever. It was sort of an opportunity for Wooten to be Wooten, I guess. I kind of enjoyed the scene, actually. I thought it was kind of funny. So to each his own, I guess. So did you notice anything special about Miss Kramer? About Miss Kramer? No, what? Well, at least to me, she sounded a lot like Miss Mrs. Sutton. Ah, yes. Well, <laughs> the same actress. I don't know if you knew that, but... <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I never really saw it on Wiki whether it specified, so... Yeah, she, that's definitely the same actress. Um... One thing, if I can go on a, a little rant here, <laughs> one thing I want to, a compliment of this episode, one thing that I thought was they did really well, as far as the nailing the target age range, um, yet sort of expanding it to where it's it's right to that 8 to 12, um, yet really, you know, you can get something out of it from 3 to 70, because that's a, a, kind of a cliche complaint of, of Adventures in Odyssey episodes, oftentimes people our age or whatever will say, oh, it's too little kitty or not, you know, should be more mature, whatever. Um, which, oftentimes, it's kind of like, well, you're listening to a kid's radio drama, so maybe it's your problem. So I, I, I kind of hesitate to uh, even bring that up, the whole age range thing, because we have to remember, yeah, it's a kid's show and whatever. But I thought this did very, very well, because it teaches, they have this triple, you know, three different storylines going on that all relate, and then they sort of mesh at the end, which is a very standard Odyssey format. But it told sort of the same, we're looking at the same issue of ways of dealing with anger, um, but in three very different you know, a series of events and different uh, perspectives on it and in different contexts, you know. So it was sort of like there was a, at least one character that almost anyone could identify with. Be it, you know, you had, you had one, you know, relationship between two, uh, you know, junior high girls and sort of how anger, you know, how, how one of them would re react with anger. And then you had this totally other storyline of a man and his mother-in-law you know, which is like a whole, you know, a whole nother relationship and a different sort of perspective on looking at the same issue. So I thought that was, it was really cool that we got to see sort of the one overarching lesson, but really in, in different, different parts throughout the, you know, the show, which was really cool. And also on the whole salon thing, I really enjoyed that. That was probably my favorite uh, of the storylines because we got to see uh, David and Ava and Ava's mother, for that matter, um, outside of just being parents, which we don't often get to see um, of, of Odyssey parents. Generally, they'll just sort of be thrown in there when the kids need to learn a lesson, but um, it, was, it was them that, you know, as, just as individuals, which was cool. Yeah, and honestly, I think there's more to Lucia coming to town than just being around the kids. Like, what would that be? Well, for one thing, I believe, I don't remember who it was, I don't remember if it was you or another friend of mine, we was talking to, I was talking to somebody recently about the fact that we need uh, a, a new friend for Whip, because, of course, obviously, Tom's not going to be around for a while, apparently, and Jack. Or Bernard. Or Bernard. True, that's true, too. I'll get more on that later. But yeah, anyway, I was talking to a friend about that, and he, and he agreed with me. And I had actually sent Nathan an email about that, and he said that maybe they'd have somebody in the future, or perhaps maybe they'd already introduced someone. So it makes me wonder if maybe Lucia is supposed to be a close friend of Wit, because they kind of had a nice moment 
back in Grandma's Christmas visit. That could be something to look for in the future. They did seem to bring her on with the intention of her being a regular character. <laughs> you know, like, as soon as they introduced the Parker family, they had this special visit, and then, you know, we never, how many times really separate times did she visit? But it seems like, you know, she's been around as long as the Parkers have been around, so it seems like they, they like that character enough to want her in Odyssey full-time, you know. So, I like her. I think she's a good character. So, any other thoughts on this episode? Uh, yeah, a couple. Um, <laughs> a couple last thoughts. First was the, the chronolo chron chronology, is that a word? Of the, uh, the, the chronologicalness of the episode. As the, um, just the, the timing of it. Because it seemed to me, as I listened, I, I was listening more carefully for this the second time, that Wooten delivered the mail twice in between the football game, which had happened the one evening, and the next morning. Which generally only deliver mail once a day, right? So I guess I guess maybe they were happening at totally separate times, and if, if you asked a writer about that, they'd probably do the whole, well, it's just, a, you know, we have one camera, and it's focusing on one part of Odyssey. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe the stories, those stories anyway, uh, we're going on at totally different times, but it seems, just seemed funny to me. Um, but then the uh, the last thing I wanted to mention was at the very end in, in Chris's rap, how she was talking about the that there were nine ways in that episode about overcoming anger, and how you could maybe listen again and, mm -hmm. and try to write as many of them down as you could. I thought that was totally awesome. Um, and I, I haven't yet, uh, I, I kind of ran out of time, uh, before the recording this podcast, but I definitely will soon in, in going back and listening specifically with that intent and seeing if I can get all nine. Um, and that's I think that's a cool thing for Odyssey to do. I have a, a friend who's a teacher and Sunday school teacher and the like and likes to use Adventures in Odyssey in, uh, you know, as, as lessons and things and activities for the kids. And I know she's used the, uh, some of the discussion questions from the official guides and whatnot. And uh, so I can definitely see, you know, some, you know, second, third, fourth grade kids, you know, listening and, and writing down these nine ways of overcoming anger. Just a really cool, a, a good lesson that, that's, you know, really interesting. In, rather than just, you know, never be angry, look at some of the, the ideas for how to sort of overcome it and what anger is maybe justified and, and things like that. So I think it was really cool to, to look at that in the different ways. And really, uh, have been impressed with the lessons thus far in this album. I'll get into that more after we talk about the, the next episode bit. I'm really loving this this love theme. <laughs> I'm loving it. So anyway, <laughs> you have anything else? Or should we rate this bad boy? Well, one comment about the time. You mentioned the, oh, yeah. the time frame. Uh, obviously time just doesn't make sense. It's that simple. Right. <laughs> why, why even try figuring it out? But generally, within an episode, it's it's more logical. Like an episode takes over takes place over a few days or something. But <laughs> yeah. Oh well. The thing is, yeah, it doesn't really affect the the show in its entirety. So, as you know, there are a couple of nitpicky things that seemed a little odd to me. But in this episode, overall, I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah. So let's go to the ratings. All right. Well, I am gonna give it definitely a five out of five. Fantastic episode. And uh, actually, I'm going to have to agree with you. Five out of five stars for me as well. All right. <laughs> we agree. Wow, that's a shocker. doesn't happen very often.
So, uh, the next episode, and I guess this last weekend, is the fifth episode of the season, Forgiving More or Less. So, what'd you think of this one? It was a pretty good episode. I've got varying thoughts on it, but for one thing, it was nice to have Camilla back. We've only heard her in eight episodes. However, Matthew has had 29 episodes that he's been in, and Olivia has been in 13. So clearly Matthew is a fan favorite and also a writer's favorite. Yeah, I, I think Matthew is, is probably my favorite too. Uh, but I like Camilla. She's got some uh, some personalities. She can be pretty funny. So Yeah, I'd have to agree. Matthew is a favorite of mine. I would, I, I'd almost compare Matthew to Jimmy. I don't know who else would go that far, but yeah, that's just my opinion. Always comparing the Parkers to the Barclays, of course. Yeah, that's the way to go. So, uh, Red Holler appeared in this episode. Yeah. I, I don't know what's so great about him. I mean, he's, there's nothing bad. I mean, he's okay. Um, but the writers seem to, they've mentioned several times that they just really love uh, writing for him. To me, I don't know. I mean, he's got some sort of, some funny uh, Bernard-like similes. And, you know, I'm as serious as a porcupine in a balloon factory. But I just, I guess I don't see what's so special about him. So he's, he's got a southern drawl, like, what else is new? I don't know. Also, we don't really know any information about him. I mean, he just sort of, sort of pops up in town, along with, you know, lots of characters in this post-hiatus. But, like, does he have a family? Is he retired? You know, what's he do for a living? He's sort of a handyman, I guess, but he seems to always sort of hang around with sand, I guess. I don't, I don't quite, I'm not very familiar with his character yet. We haven't really, it seems like we haven't really gotten to know him. We do know a little bit about him, though. Like? According to AI Wiki, Red Holland is a goofy handyman who drives a tow truck and is fond of giving kids and adults down-to-earth advice, often with expressions that don't make much sense but do make people laugh. Yeah, that's sort of generic, though. <laughs> so he sounds like he's supposed to replace Bernard, which is a rather sad thought, since Bernard is so irreplaceable. Yeah, well, t to me, it just seems like he's a combination of Tom and Bernard. He's got that southern drawl. He is a handyman, and he has those goofy expressions. I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't find him hilariously funny. I mean, he, he's, there's nothing bad about him. I'm not, I'm not complaining. Um, I just, I guess I don't see what's quite so special about him. But maybe as we get to know him in, in more episodes, I'll, I'll like him more. So Kids Radio, with Camilla in there, it just made me think of it from a sound design perspective. Because men they mentioned uh, what, using it, what it uses, like, the soccer ball for special effects or whatever. And it just kind of, it just made me, made me think of the sound designers that, that do such a great job bringing this world to life. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. But, but who keeps their Foley props in a box? I mean, how unorganized. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> if you've ever seen the Odyssey Foley room, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. You know, a long time ago, Eugene was, like, organizing uh, sound tapes that they used on kids' radio, yeah? Yeah, I remember that. So maybe they have a sort of organized room. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. It's not even what this episode was about, huh? I really liked the line where uh, Camilla forgave uh, her dad for not getting him, getting her the uh, the bratty, bratty Betty uh, doll for Christmas, and and David responds, <laughs> just he's totally blunt, and he's like, "But sweetheart, we talked about that. Those bratty Betty dolls are so obnoxious, ugly, and bad role models." <laughs> that made me laugh. He was like <laughs> so upfront about it, you know. And one thing I thought was really cool, going back a little bit, they. Uh touched on something that every kid hates to do at one point in time, and that's dishes. Of course. And I, for one, must say that whoever invented the dishwasher was a genius. 
Did you know that the dishwasher is Justice Clarence Thomas's favorite appliance? <laughs> That's the random fact of the day. I actually don't mind doing dishes. You know why? Why? It's one of very few chores you can do while listening to Adventures in Odyssey. Right? Good point. That's that's good. It's always been my my least objected chore. Yeah, so she had to do like double dishes for a week. Although I'm not sure exactly how that worked because what did they all use two plates that week? How do you do double the dishes? <laughs> I guess maybe maybe like Olivia or Matthew had to do it every other day or something, so she had to do it for their shifts. Or maybe she did lunch and supper too. Okay. So here's an interesting question. When Red Howard was telling his story, did you get the reference what Bible story he was actually talking about? You mean about Jesus's parable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't catch that till I heard the second half, really. <laughs> you didn't catch it. I kind of knew, but it, I didn't get the full aspect of the story until the second part. They did sort of break it up into halves. Yeah, I kind of fairly quickly there. And I enjoyed having Whit show up at the Parker's house, which was great. Waiting outside the door mm -hmm. for his cue. <laughs> As they do so often in Odyssey. Of course. So, any other thoughts before we get to the wraps on this? Well, I'm just really loving this this theme as I was talking a little about a little bit about before the whole you know first Corinthians 13 looking at all these different aspects of love um, I really liked the idea from when I first heard that they were going to do it and uh, as they're as I'm hearing all the episodes I'm, I'm really enjoying it more and more because um, they seem to be going sort of in-depth rather than just you know I was I was thinking maybe uh, that they would do sort of standard you know, Love is not quick to anger. Don't get angry. You know, love. You know, forgives. Forgive people. But they they are you know looking at um, a little more in depth. They're a little more um, specific in in you know like with this one. Sometimes it can be harder to ask for forgiveness than than to forgive others. Which is uh, yeah really good. So I'm I'm liking the the morals and the lessons in this album, and it's getting better. I think <laughs> a couple episodes I wasn't such a fan of, but. Um, yeah, I like, I like where they're going with these slice of life episodes. So. <laughs> I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 5. I thought it was a really good episode. Not quite as phenomenal as, as uh, anger mismanagement, but uh, really enjoyed it. Well, a uh, couple thoughts before I rate it. I enjoyed the country fill of the wrap up with Chris. Or uh, Christine, rather. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, I sort of thought that was. I thought that was maybe a little out of place, since it wasn't so country themed. I mean, what the only thing country about it was the appearance of Red Hollard, who apparently is a regular character. But it was. I mean, Chris does a, an awesome accent, so <laughs> yeah, it was kind of fun. Just to me, and this kind of goes into what you said earlier about listening to a kid's show. But to me, this episode didn't exactly uh, teach me much, honestly. I mean, I've heard this before about forgiveness um, but I can see where a younger child would enjoy the episode so uh, I'm going to put aside my age for this one and I'm gonna go ahead and give this a five out of five stars for appealing to kids again what an easy rater well I honestly uh, thought about rating it lower but I wanted to put aside the fact that I'm older and just go ahead and rate it five out of five because they did do a good job on writing it for a younger kid yeah I guess we had pretty positive thoughts overall this week <laughs> For uh, both of us in both episodes, overall it got 19 out of 20. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty doggone good. Yeah. Especially compared to last week. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
And there's really not much else to talk about, so that pretty much wraps it up for today, except to say that if you would like to comment on this podcast, or any podcast that we had done, you can like us on Facebook, and you can also comment on our posts there, or you can even send us an email to questions at thewepodcast.com. And remember that, the best is yet to come. Zen Podcast is a presentation of Regis Blackbeard. For more information, check out the WEPodcast.com or contact Regis Blackbeard on the TOO. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Ryan tries to do a good deed. Hey, Brad, we're partners on the World War I project. Yeah. Connie decides to help Eugene with his fashion sense. Do you like it? My eyes are still adjusting. And everyone learns what happens when kindness turns ugly. I like to think of it as shimmery. A little humiliation would do you some good. Don't miss the next Adventure in Odyssey.